Welcome to the Get Well, Get Money podcast. My name is Robert Briggs Glover, the ex-fat boy turned fitness entrepreneur. This podcast is about life transformation, body, mind, finances. And I'm going to be using the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that my guests have learned in order to get you guys on the right path towards wellness and wealth. All right, what's what up, squad? So listen, as you, hear, as you can hear from that voice over there, we have... A very special guest, my wife, Candice, aka Cami Glover, and uh, we're gonna do a review of our first year of marriage, and this should be this should be fun. So this is gonna be an interview style, I guess. Um, yeah. She showed up. Oh yeah, thank you. That's my wine. She showed up with some wine. It's Friday. It's first Friday. It's our date night. So this is how we're kicking off date night with a, a little inter- a little interview, a little podcast session. I'm going to jump right into it, man. This video is not sponsored. You know, we're, we're jumping right into it. You know, none of the shenanigans. All right. So first first question I want to ask you, babe. Oh. Um, what would you say is our, was our biggest challenge uh, this year? Our first year of marriage. Huh. And listen, our life's an open book. Just, yeah. just talk, babe. I think one of our biggest challenges was working together. Yes, building a business together. Building a business together as a married couple in the first year of marriage is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Building your first year, two years of a business in your first year, two years together. That was our biggest challenge, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's, a, it's hard to figure out when do we take off the marriage hat and put on the business hat? And am I talking to my husband or, or my wife right now mm-hmm. or... A little distance from the mic, babe. Oh, yeah. My mouth's like right on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he wanted the balls under my chair. All right. Um, so that's what I, what I say our biggest challenge is. But we've gotten better with drawing the line on what's supposed to be marriage talk and what is supposed to be business talk. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I would agree. Our biggest Our biggest challenge was figuring out how to navigate building a business together and being married to your business partner and uh i mean i'm I'm, we've since figured it out but then yeah i would agree that was the biggest challenge i wonder if people think that the first year of marriage is supposed to be the easiest but i I think it's honestly the hardest I, i think I mean, I don't know. I haven't. Yeah, we haven't. Been we haven't been married that. past a year, but I, I can't see it being more challenging than our first year. Now, our first year of marriage was amazing. Yeah. Right? It was great. I'm not trying to paint the picture as if it was a nightmare. No, it was great. But we definitely had a lot of challenges. There was a there was a lot of growing pains because we're both in chapters of our lives where we're still growing on a personal level, like individually. So. Um, that just adds complexity and you add the business to the to the discussion and then you add the uncertainty of which states we're going to be living in yeah. to the to the mix. That just makes things a lot more challenging. Um, yeah. But yeah. So so what what do you say is the best part about being married to me? You push me out of my comfort zone all the time. I don't think I've had anybody else do that as much as you. Mm. Um, I mean, my dad's done it throughout my life on points I needed it, but it's like a, every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, 
was he about to push me to today? And it's it's something I don't think I would have done without you. Mm. So, you know how people, well, they can, they get what I'm saying. They look to you for motivation. I live with you every day, right? Yeah. So you're always pushing me and motivating me to be better. It's, it's you live what you speak. Um, so I've become a better person by being married to you. That's a compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. The best part about being married to you. Where would I start, man? See, that's what you want. One, one. Yeah, no, no, that's good. That was a good. That's good. No, no, no. I know. That's a good. I'm trying to figure out what's the, what's the best answer for this, right? Because like you, I have a lot of, there's a lot of great things about being married to you. Um, but to, to say the best part, it, it is, it is, can you, can you get Bravo? He's making noise. Sorry, guys. Um, the best part is being with someone with a perfect soul. What? You have a perfect soul. I, out of all the human beings I've ever met in my entire life, I've never met someone who has a, a better soul. And without getting that, that, that's a conversation that can take three hours in itself. But just I have the security of knowing that. I am married to a person with a perfect soul. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I let me get a drink of wine. <laughs> okay. Um, so what's your least favorite part about being married to me? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that you push me to every day. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Um, your least part? The least favorite part. That sometimes in your head a lot. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's some... But I'm also working, let me say this first, I'm working on being able to express things better because sometimes I have those moments where I'm speaking to you so clearly, I could pull you out of those in your head moments fast. Yeah. And you're like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I'm on this side. So, so be, be more descriptive about what you mean by me being in my head. When you get down on yourself or you're feeling depressed mm-hmm. or, and I'm seeing it from this side of the depression wall, I guess. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, life is great. You're great. You're a phenomenal man. You're, and I, but I don't, uh, sometimes words can't pull you out of that. Yeah. Um, I think I've since, uh, I've gotten a lot better at being able to pull myself out of it. Yeah. Recently, but earlier in our first year of marriage, you know, maybe the first eight, 10, 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> so like at least at least the last the first eight months you know you did have to deal with but i was going through a lot there was a lot of growing pains happen happening there was a lot of of family stuff yeah there was a lot of wires that i had to untangle when it comes to how i should be towards my family and and with friends and of course building the business and and kind of growing into this person who is in the public eye uh, there's a lot that comes with it. There's a lot of mental cha- challenges that yeah. come with that. And you'd have a lot of doubts and things that you spoke to me about. And at face value, is that what you call it when you when you first speak on it? it I don't even know how to explain it. It was kind of scary. Like, you know, I'm going to speak the truth. You're like, yo, should I even be married? Mm-hmm. That, but 
if there weren't all these other challenges happening and I knew you were directing it towards me, that'd be different. But you had eight, nine, 10, 11 things piling up on yeah. you that you didn't know how to get out of it or express it or get through it. Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing you could express. And we were, I mean, but I knew it wasn't me. I yeah. knew it was everything that was going well, on. Well, and, and that's and that's one of the things that I admire most about you is no matter what type of storm that I'm kind of like dishing out, you always, you have poise, right? You're very poised, uh, at least from on the outside. I know you have a lot of internal struggles when I'm going through all this stuff and your own, you know, issues, but you have such poise. You have, you're, you're like a, you're like a a statue that has like a hundred, you know, your, your foundation is shoots into the ground a hundred feet and you can't be budged no matter what and i i admire that so much about you all right so my my um least favorite part about being married to you the the first year um go ahead put it out there i don't know what you're thinking no 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 i think the constant i have to constantly remind you to challenge yourself more and to get outside of your comfort zone I think I'm a little bit more self-motivated, whereas you depend on me a lot more for motivation and kind of like kick you in. Like one of my biggest frustrations with my wife is that she she underperforms based on what I know your abilities are. Yeah. Right. So did that come out right? Yeah. You you don't you don't tap into all of your resources, all of your gifts and that frustrates me. That yeah. frustrates me. So that's my least favorite part. But that's something that you handle like a champ. And I think that's one of the, the secret sauces of our of our marriage is the fact that we can communicate yeah. about the things that are hard to talk about. Yeah, you've from told most people. me this. And I know you've told me multiple times. That's what's great. You have to have patience with me on some things. Mm-hmm. But... You're telling me I'm doing little steps and then you're telling me again, like, okay, you're not really getting there. And mm. then I do a little more steps and then, but you're right. You're, you communicate with me and I have to sit there with open mind and open heart. Cause at first when you tell somebody about themselves, you're like, man, you want to fire back with everything mm-hmm. that they're not doing or, but you're right. Yeah. All right. So look, is there anything you would have done? It's my turn. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, What is something you've learned as a one-year fresh married man? <clears throat> I know there's a lot we've learned, but pick whatever pops in your head. My biggest lesson, to not trust my thoughts when I'm in a heightened state of emotions. Like when I'm emotionally charged. I can go deep with that. Yeah, well, that's that's one thing that I've learned. Not to trust my thoughts and not to take any actions when when I'm riled up emotionally, when I'm just like all over the place emotionally, when I'm upset, when I'm depressed, when I'm aggravated, not to trust the things that I'm thinking and not to do anything. Right? Yeah, because that usually leads to cheating. That's the number one. Damn, that went left. No, I'm telling you, when you, whatever you're feeling, 
depressed um what was the other thing she said you know stressed, stressed out or people want to leave like they flee and then they go search for something that's not as stressful so people yeah so so my yeah. just to clarify i like i am not a person anymore i used to be a person that tried to do everything i can to escape the discomfort of whatever scenario that i'm sitting in yeah. you know i'm no longer that person i haven't been that person in a very long time but i understand what she's saying most people and just to clarify she wasn't referencing me oh yeah no no yeah because it, it kind of sounded like you were saying no, yeah but you know your friends you're like yo it's too much it's hard and they're out drinking or they're out talking with another man or woman or they're just to feel like just to do something you. to make themselves feel better yeah. in that moment in that moment and, exactly. and one thing that kimmy knows about me is when i'm in in the middle of a stressful moment or a stressful situation mm-hmm. any anything i think of like for instance i don't drink when i'm stressed like if I'm stressed out, yeah. I won't allow myself to go have a few drinks like most people do because I don't want that's an escape for me. And I, I promised myself a few years back that I would never do anything to pacify or to try to escape the discomfort of a situation. I should always give myself space, figure out what I can do, like how can I um, assess the situation and find a new way to think about it like mm-hmm. there's so many lessons you get when you just sit in the discomfort yeah. versus trying to escape it so now i make it a point to to sit in it and um and yeah. it's, it's it's paid it's yeah. paid off yeah okay. all right yeah. is there anything that you would have done differently if you could have if you could have done this whole year all over again is there anything you would have done differently i don't think so i think if you had to come up Maybe with something for me to speak up more earlier mm. because or like maybe started like we just got that book i know it was meant for us to find that book then yeah. but maybe started a marriage journal when things are great just just to communicate more i think that's a way of helping me get my thoughts out yeah um cause so I, yeah recently I hold, we started a, a marriage journal guys so yeah um so and you would have done so, that earlier. Yeah, of course. Like right, right when we were together, or right when we got married, I probably would have started it. I didn't yeah. really know about it until I started researching it. But whenever you first get married, it's exciting, and we're just living life. We're trying to build a business, but marriage is a like a job, and well, marriage takes work. That's what yeah. I meant to say. <laughs> it's not a job. Marriage takes work. Yeah. So why I should have, you know, researched what to do, but me speaking up more because there what um i want to please you right mm-hmm. i want i want to it's okay Candace. i can handle it keep it in and then you would come up with things to talk to me about that you were like hey this has to change mm-hmm. and then that's when i brought things up yeah i'm like well the door opened now i can talk that's not right if you have something you need to say to your spouse i should express and I, it. yeah and i've i've always talked to you about that you know, yeah. in the moment you bring stuff up I and know. I'm like, hey, why didn't you <laughs> talk about this when it happened? I know. But I think that's a woman thing and you're yeah. working on that. You're working on being a woman. Like, who wants to be a woman? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, that's an in my head nah, thing. No offense to any, any women. That was a joke. She got it. Um, what would I have done differently this year? Um, kind of to backtrack on what I what I spoke about before, there were, there were times where I said things or done things in in heightened state of emotions that I shouldn't have. 
And if I can go back, I would unsay those things. So, yeah, that's that. Um, let's see. How has the other person changed you? Hmm. This can be a, a whole video and podcast by yeah. itself. Yeah. How have you changed me? You, for one, I can't honestly say that I've experienced real love. Right. And that, that L word gets thrown around very yes. loosely. Right. But until you really experience the power, the transformational power of of true unconditional love, then that's it's it's, it's forever just going to be a, a L word. Right. A four letter word. That word love, man, the way that she loves me has has transformed my entire view on life. And um, I'm just a very blessed man. You know, I always tell, I always tell her, and I always tell people, the fact that God gave me one of, he, there's not a, there's not a lot of souls on this. That's that, uh, in people, still walking this earth, like yours, and God decided to give me one for me to spend the rest of my life with. So that's that's the number one reason that I can never doubt God's love for me is because he gave me you. So does, does that answer your question? Yeah. How, how did I change? You? Yeah. So. Oh, OK. So you I mean, experiencing unconditional love is transformational in itself. Right. It changes. It gives you a blueprint on how to love. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I. I don't think I ever knew how to love. I didn't grow up in a family where I seen unconditional yeah. love take place. Yeah. I never seen it between my parents. I never seen it like my mom didn't love. Well, I'm pretty sure she loved me as best as she could. Yeah, right? she loved you. But the way that it felt yeah. as a child and still as an adult, it it wasn't a good example. It wasn't the way I would want my kids to feel. Yeah. I would want my yeah. wife to feel about how I love and I'm still growing with that right I've, I've come a long way but I'm still growing we're always going to be growing but yeah your love has transformed my entire existence you know the first I don't know if you remember the first time I brought you down to meet my family like really hang out with them in Florida we got home that night did we go over to mammals I can't remember mammals is her grandma mammals my grandma and you're like wow that's how a family's supposed to be mm-hmm. You're that, like, so y'all, that's like a normal thing? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like the low end of normal. No, like, that that's shocked. It, not shocked in a good way. Like, I've never experienced how real family yeah. holidays are done. Yeah. And it planted something in my heart because now I want that for my children. Like, At first, you asked me, you're like, Yo, your family's kind of nosy. <laughs> like, they care about you because mm-hmm. they, they ask you a bunch of questions, which, but I think that's a Southern New Yorker maybe difference too. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, you were like, wow, that's that's exactly how I want my family yep. to be with our kids. and. Yeah, so you answer your question now. Oh, yeah. What, what has that appreciated? Let me, let me read it. Sorry. Oh, how they changed me. Um, so being around somebody all the time like you has made me see things in you that I admire, that I want to be. Mm. 
So, like your drive, you wake up, you get to it, you're like you're about business you make things happen you how you said I want to start reading and then you start reading more and then you're just moving along and I'm watching you and I'm like wow I don't have that great quality in me mm. I don't have that one in me I don't have that one in me so you're <laughs> you're really because at first it was just me my by myself trying to become this person what I thought I want it to be and then I'm around you and I see all these great things mm. I'm like I want to become a better reader I want to have that drive he has and that motivation he has so you will like before the question you've pushed me to step out of my comfort zone mm. I don't think I would have ever quit my job mm. I, you know I don't I was on the path of building my own business but you, you know me it pro probably <laughs> took a long time yeah. because I sit and I wait and let me see I do a you lot of strategize you yeah. So you, you try to me wait to, for the perfect to jump. situation, you yeah. know, and you, that never happens, yeah. by the way. You taught me it doesn't. The perfect situation never happens. So you've taught me that. Mm -hmm. So I know when I got to do something, no, nothing perfect is going to come up. Just like now we're about to move. Yep. Before, remember I said, there's a lot piling on top of us for some reason right now in time. Mm -hmm. I said, F it, we're doing it because it's going to be like that forever. Yep. So I don't think I would have thought that way before. And... You've taught me to be uh, more selfish. <laughs> yes. I hope that doesn't sound. But no. Yes. Like I went. I went. And got my nails done today. And I think. I'm sorry, babe. I didn't think about you two seconds. Don't, but, but, don't apologize. You did it again. See, but before I would have been in there sweating like every second. Oh my gosh, what are they? I put, there's probably an email I missed. He's probably trying to reach me. I mean. So see. listen, Cammy has this problem where she is too selfless. Now. I think so being selfless is overrated. I think when if you're selfless to the point where you are, you are um, hurting yourself. Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for though? When when it when when it's at an expense of your own yeah. peace, when it's at an expense of your own well-being, then it's yeah. toxic, right? And that's a fine line. And I think you were way beyond the fine yeah, line. Yeah, way beyond. She was she was overly caring about everyone else and not caring about herself enough. And I I made sure that I speak that to her, like let her know that. You were um, like, why don't you get your nails done and do your hair or do something that makes you feel good? I like broke down, like I don't know, I just can't go do it. I feel, and you really like. It. And that's part of the issue that I have with your family is I think they kind of helped. I mean, I think naturally you're kind of like that, yeah. but you have so many people who depend on you for so much, you know, physically, you know, emotionally, somewhat financially, you know, and yeah, that's, the, I, I found that I had, to, I have to kind of be your, your guard dog at times and say, yeah. listen, you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself and uh, yeah, because givers attract takers. Do you want to know what else I... So I feel like I was kind of selfish a little bit, you know, before we got in a relationship. A little more than I am now, but... Selfish how? Well, I'm so, okay, so let me explain this. For some reason, it's probably just mental. I actually researched it. A lot of other women <laughs> go through this. When you get married to somebody and now you have... Like, I'm, I am legally a guardian to two kids. Like, now they are... My, my mind 
switched. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, not just, I'm a wife. I need to, you know, do wife things. Yo, I'm a parent. Yeah. I'm a real life parent. It just happened yesterday. It wasn't now today. I, <laughs> I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've been a parent for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I'm actually a mom to almost teenagers. Yeah. So me becoming selfless, I like increase that because I'm like, yo, I, I don't, I don't know what it was in my head. I gotta be a great stepmom. I gotta be a perfect wife. I gotta be. I have these thank people, these little people to, to like look after. And I at first I thought, okay, is this wrong? Why am I thinking this? And then I looked it up, and a lot of women who who get married, the mom switch goes off, but it's like an extreme switch. Mm-hmm. So how, how how do you think you've handled? Um, what's the word um when you transition no 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 when you um inherit right you've inherited some 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 children yeah and you've kind of been thrusted into the mom role yeah i think you've done it i've never seen it done better and i think being transparent that was one of the biggest reasons why i married you is because of from day one the day you met my kids something there was there was there was a, something magic that happened there and i and i seen it from day one and that automatically puts you in the category of all right this is a woman that i would marry yeah from that day we were at shannon's house i remember it like like it was yesterday clear as day and um so you're now a parent right and yeah. from from my perspective it seemed like it was a breeze, right? But I'm pretty sure it was challenging, right? So yeah. can you speak a little bit about the challenges it is, you know, that you experience being thrusted into a step-parent situation? Well, the first mental block I'm sure maybe a lot of step-parents have is we always, always, always have the second word. So sometimes when you go to speak, you're like, well, there's two other people in line before my word. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like so, I support you. No, yeah, you do. But I'm I'm saying it. It's not it's not the spouse that mm. has anything to do with it. It's the kids who, who they view their order. Mm. They love me. It's n- not anything like that. So and then, as a step parent, whatever you say, they view it differently. If I were to say or their mom were to say, it, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like you don't need to be doing this A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And if I say it. They look at it. So it's it's a hard trying to be an authority, but mm-hmm. also trying to be like, hey, it's okay. Like, Alyssa, you can trust me. And yeah. there, there's a blurred line with like stepmom or I'm kind of your friend's sister because t- I want to, <laughs> I want you to love me and like me, but I'm also your authority. Yeah. And when you're a parent, you don't have, I don't care if you like me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I birthed you. Yeah. You got no choice. They have a choice. That's true. And that so, does can complicate things a little it bit. It does a lot. So sometimes I'm like, I'll be like on their side a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they always listen to me. Like I set the rules and they listen, mm-hmm. but it's just different. It's just different. All right. What's the next question? What do you think is the glue, the thing, the sauce that you know will keep us together forever? Love and communication. All right. Specifically. That w- like one of those. I, I mean, just talk about it a little oh. bit more specific well that love um i grew up with a great family who loved deeply and largely (laughs) to where if anything came up 
doesn't matter. I know we're stuck. We're together because I know how much they love me. Mm-hmm. I never felt unloved. Mm-hmm. And then communication that I think when, that's what I'm working on. People start holding stuff back. And then five, six years in, you're like, you resent the other person because you never communicated. That can tear you apart. So you've been very good with no matter what it is. If it hurts, you say <laughs> you say it in a way with love yeah with with love see but you say it to where if three four years you nothing's gonna just come out of the blue Mm -hmm. so we work through the problems right when they're there yeah i mean we're only a year in we've worked through i don't know how many problems (laughs) and and we're also learning that i kind of i like to speak quick i'm like what's going on right now like it just happened i'm like tell me right now you're like just give me give me a minute and we'll talk the next day so we've learned that yeah but we've always, always communicated, and no matter what, I make sure I'm going into it with love. Because once that's gone, then love's gone, communication don't matter. Yeah, but I agree. I think the sauce, like our sauce, is our communication. We are able to find words and get the emotions and the feelings off of our hearts and our minds mm-hmm. and into each other. And no matter how hard it is to hear, to listen to, we find a way to to communicate it to each other. And then we we are we are solutions based couples. Right. I think we do a good job at when we're in the we're in the right emotional state. We do a good job of um, focusing on the solution. Like, how can we fix this versus dwelling on the problem? Like, we don't spend a lot of time on the problem, which I think is a is a big deal which is the key let's wrap this up i think i think this is a good length yeah squad listen this this conversation could have been five hours it's so much and i i honestly think we should do this more often we there's take i think one subject that we question and go into it yeah i think yeah each question could have been a 30 40 minute conversation yeah. and so but i did want to keep this under 35 minutes um so thank you guys for listening to this and if you want more content from me and cammy let me know we will do more i think i think we have a lot of value to add to people because i think we have a very healthy happy relationship and i think we and it's just been a year that we've been married we've been together four years almost Almost four years years. almost four years and um and even in that short amount of time we've we've developed a lot of utilities and tips and insights and hacks that i think and i hate to use the word hack in marriage in the same <laughs> sentence but i think we um we we have a lot of value to add in this area right so yeah. maybe who knows and me being on the podcast more will help me get rid of my nerves are you nervous speak. right now yeah a little bit i'm sweating a little bit really yeah well you look amazing baby well, thanks you guys got to see her. If, all right, so if you're listening to this on the podcast, go to go to the Exposed Bricks YouTube channel. I'm going to post this entire video on there. This should be fun. All right, squad. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Peace.